Under the Microscope on Metro FM Talk. Metro FM Talk, Under the Microscope. It's November with you sitting in for Ayabonga Tawe. Your WhatsApp voice notes, as usual, welcome on 079-191-4270. And your comments on any of the issues we've been uh, addressing here on Metro FM Talk. But right now, it's Under the Microscope. And uh, it's uh, uh, one year uh, after the Constitutional Court victory of uh, domestic work in South Africa. And uh, this is obviously a, court, uh, a constitutional court which uh, finding which was handed down a monumental judgment in the Matlango versus Minister of Labor compelling the inclusion of domestic workers in legislation which is aimed at protecting workers. Now, this is a story that uh, we here at Metro FM Talk have covered extensively in the past year. And uh, speaking to Kosatu uh, uh, last month, the president, Ramaphosa, said changes are coming for domestic workers and the contribution of domestic workers to South African society remain largely unrecognized and unappreciated. Well, we're talking about this with uh, Kilebukhile Kuno, who is a researcher at the Socio-Economic Rights Institute of uh, South Africa. And a uh, very good evening to you, uh, Kilebukhile. Hi, Natemba. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been a year. In fact, the last week, Friday, the 19th, was uh, yeah. a year since the Concord made that ruling. I don't know whether to ask the question, where are we right now in that regard? Have we changed? I mean, considering the fact that uh, last year, between last year and now, there have been lockdowns. A lot of people have lost jobs, including these domestic domestic workers. Have they had that protection of that ruling? Yeah, like I said, thank you so much for having me, Notemba. Um, and I think this question that you're asking of where are we now is a very important one. So it's been 12 months since domestic workers have been included in COIDA, which is the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act, um, which protects them or, or allows them to have compensation for diseases and injuries that are contracted in their workplace, which is the private household. Um, one of the key questions that we have um, is, or a, a way to, to measure where we are now, mm-hmm. is to really look at the statistics. So how many claims are coming in, um, as well as how many employers of domestic workers have registered their domestic workers um, under COIDA. Mm. Um, from my understanding, the numbers are not really high. Um, as Siri, we've been w- working on one one case, um, which has had its bumps in the road, um, but we can successfully say now that, um, yeah, that there has been some movement. But I think in terms of those two questions, um, where are we now, um, in term- and in terms of the statistics, I, I, I'll say we're not very far. Yeah. But, you know, I'm thinking maybe we we should have started by just, uh, you know, letting our listeners understand who those who have not been following the story or uh, just understanding that ruling and what it means for domestic workers. So the Maslanko versus the Minister of Labor matter um, centers around a tragedy, which is the, that Maria Maslangu, who is a domestic worker in Pretoria, 
um, unfortunately had an accident and, and, and slipped and fell into her employer's pool. Um, when her daughter went to inquire um, at the Department of Labor and other spaces um, whether you know, she would get compensation for the death of her mother, she was told that domestic workers were not covered by COIDA. Um, and therefore, she was not going to receive any compensation. Mm. So alongside Sylvia, the daughter of, of Maria Maslangu, we've walked this journey um, alongside the domestic worker union, Sao and Yudwosa. Um, and what we went initially to um, the high court in, in Gauteng was to challenge the constitutionality of um, Section 119, Subsection 5, in COIDA, which excluded domestic workers from the definition of employee. Um, the court found um, this, this, this um, particular section in COIDA unconstitutional, mm-hmm. but because we're, we're dealing with issues of, you know, a section whether it's constitutional or not, um, that needs to be confirmed by the constitutional court. And so last year, on the 19th of November, the constitutional court declared that, that section in COIDA that, that excluded domestic workers as unconstitutional. What is really important about the judgment is also that they um, basically declared that that um, that particular uh, section unconstitutional and declared that the the um, the sort of the 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 invalidity of that section needs to be um, uh, applied retrospectively, mm. uh, which means basically that from the 27th of April 1994, when the interim constitution was introduced, any domestic worker who has been injured or the families of domestic workers or their dependents who um, have a claim, essentially, uh, between that date um, and the 19th of November can claim retrospectively, which is a tremendous victory for domestic workers. Yeah. And so where we are now is that it's been a year since that, that, that judgment, um, and we're not seeing any movement in terms of those retrospective claims coming in, um, as well as registrations of domestic workers under COIDA by their employers. Yeah. You know what, we're going to take a short uh, commercial break. And when we come back, uh, I really want us to talk about the fact that the majority of domestic workers do not enjoy these employment rights that they're entitled to, and uh, especially under the Basic Conditions Employment Act. And the fact that even the compensation fund you're talking about, some are not even aware that, uh, you know, they have rights to it. We'll talk about that when we come back. Under the Microscope on Metro FM Talk. On Metro FM Talk, Under the Microscope, in conversation with Gilebo Kono, researcher at the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, which is called SERI. And uh, we are talking about the judgment, the Matlango judgment, compelling the inclusion of domestic workers in legislation which is aimed at protecting these workers. And um, I was saying uh, to you, uh, just before the break, just having an understanding on how the majority of domestic workers are not enjoying their employment rights uh, that they are entitled to. What, in your view, is uh, the blocking or, or, the, or, or, or the challenge of the fact that they may not know that there actually ha- is a legislation like the basic conditions of employment 
uh, even the compensation fund for their work-related injuries and illness and death that they can access. Where, where are the challenges there? Yeah, thanks for asking this question, Natemba, because I think it's a very important one. Uh, so in, around 1994, in the democratic dispensation of our country, domestic workers were included in labor legislation. So this means that labor legislation that, that cover you and I, such as the, the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, as you mentioned, the mm. Labor Relations Act, the UIF, uh, which, which they were included much later on into, uh, as well as COIDA, cover domestic workers. Um, and yet we find a situation where some domestic workers may not be aware of these laws that cover them and the benefits that um, they can derive from, from that coverage, um, as well as employers as well not necessarily being aware. Um, so that's part of the reason. And I think that it all stems from uh, the, the status, the social status of domestic work, mm. which is not seen as real work. And I think that's the true sort of impediment. Um, so, so, you know, we can say that maybe there might be a level of ignorance. Some people don't understand or know that these laws are there. But I think truly uh, where, where this comes from or this ignorance stems from is the fact that people don't see domestic work as real work. It's seen this, as the, an extension of the role of a woman in the home. Yes, you don't have to and study for it. And you don't have to receive training. It's something that a woman naturally does. And therefore, this idea that they might be compensated or covered by you know, unemployment insurance or compensation for occupational injuries doesn't click in, in a lot of people's minds. That requires a, a serious psychological uh, mental shift exactly to 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 see uh you know domestic workers as workers and not as servants you remember this is how they were labeled mm-hmm. uh, in the past and mm-hmm. there's a serious uh, uh psychological and mental uh, shift that needs to happen where that is concerned i i, I want to give you an opportunity to to talk about uh, the event that's coming uh, that's uh, that you're going to be hosting before we run out of time uh, and then we'll come back to some of these questions. Please please uh, t- tell us about the event that's uh, coming up on, is it Wednesday? Where you'll be? Yeah. Yes. Tell us about that. So the event is entitled One Year After Maslamu, Taking Stock of Domestic Work in South Africa and it is co-hosted by Siri alongside the Nelson Mandela Foundation. And the purpose of this event really is to bring certain uh, key stakeholders into one room to have a conversation about the state of domestic work in South Africa. And these stakeholders include um, domestic workers and the organizations that represent them, um, employers and employers' organizations that represent them, mm. government, as well as civil society organizations. Uh, because there's, there's a realization that you know, going forward, if we're going to implement the Maslangu judgment, um, as well as all the other domestic worker laws um, that were enacted many, many years ago, but domestic workers are not necessarily enjoying or deriving any benefit from them, we're going to need to collaborate and use our respective uh, strengths. Um, and so we're, we're having this, we're hosting this, this event with the Nelson Mandela Foundation, um, and we're very happy to... to um, have the the Minister of Labor himself um, at this event um, where we'll have, you know, domestic worker organizations like uh, the South African Domestic Service and Allied Workers Union, which really has been trying to organize domestic workers for decades now Mm. in South Africa. Mm. Um, 
So in terms of your viewers, they would be able to watch the live stream for this event. Um, the event will take place um, between 5 o'clock and 6.30 on Wednesday evening um, and will be live streamed on the Nelson Mandela Foundation YouTube page um, as well as on a separate platform by the Nelson Mandela Foundation, um, the details of which you can find um, on our social media. So on Seri's uh, Twitter, you can follow us at at Seri underscore rights, S-A, um, and more and more information about this very important event will be shared on our Twitter page as well as on our website. Siri underscore rights, uh, is, is that the web page? Uh, at uh, Siri at, underscore at, rights, yeah. S-A. S-A, okay, at Siri underscore rights, S-A. Just uh, lastly, maybe uh, are the, what are the challenges of actually also getting employers to comply and uh, being able to enforce the mechanisms that, you know, the Matlango victory has offered. Yeah, so one of the challenges with the domestic service sector is that unlike other sectors, um, the workplace is the private home. Mm. And so the ability for the labor inspectorate to really engage and really um, ask the important questions and assist domestic workers is sort of inhibited by the fact that they need the permission of some of an employer to enter their home. Um, and there's a tremendous sort of obstacle mm. alongside the fact that, you know, the, the relationship between a domestic worker and an employer is not um, one that's, that's equal. There's a sort of a power dynamic. Um, and I guess that the, the threat of dismissal, which is constant yes. in the context of an of, of a, of a unemployment rate, which is really high in South Africa, really means that domestic workers are not... Um, really motivated to seek out, um, you know, the, the labor inspectorate or even, you know, to go to the CCMA. Yeah, um, we'll to, have to, to have these, we have to leave laws. it there. We, we have to leave it there, unfortunately. We have run out of time. Sinclair is already here in the studio, pacing up and down and wanting me out of his studio. Thank you very much uh, for your insights. And uh, we look forward to the event you're hosting on, on the Nelson Mandela Foundation's YouTube channel this coming Wednesday. From You said from 5 until 6. 5 until 6. Thank you very much, Natemba. My pleasure. Klebo Kono, a researcher at the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, Siri. I'm out. Sintra's next. He's in.